Hey, Enifers, we have a great sponsor on the podcast this week. Today's episode is brought to you by... Friend of the show, Matt Stores. Wait, you mean Arizona football star Matt Stores, who was featured on episode 67 of The Nostalgic Front, which you can watch a full video of on our Patreon? The very same. Him and friend of the show, Tristan Miller, have started a wonderful live comedy show called Beguiled at Idlewild. Beguiled at Idlewild. Beguiled at Idlewild. What a great use of alliteration and wordplay. And coming from you, that means a lot. So who's on the show? Glad you asked. The show features Otto Fernandez, mm-hmm. Lynette Palladino, oh. Jordan Searles, Juanjiko Eke, and Sarah Kennedy. Wait, you mean Juanjiko Eke from episode 74 of the Nostalgic Front? And... And Sarah Kennedy from episode 13 and Fun Size 17, where we talk all about Xena the Warrior Princess? You really know a lot about our podcast back catalog. Hey, what can I say? I'm an NFer. You sure are. Anyways, make sure that on Sunday, February 3rd at 8 p.m., you go to Beguiled at Idlewild. That's at Beguiled 20... at Idlewild. <laughs> That's, at 20... <laughs> That's at 24 St. Nicholas Avenue in Brooklyn. Wait, you mean St. Nicholas? As in Santa Claus? From episode 32 and then re-ran in episode 84 of the Nostalgic Front? Your nose is bleeding. My blood runs orange and purple, baby. What? It's it's the color of our logos. Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. What are we going to do? I don't know. Like, Do get, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're going to no, just riff, riff it. Oh shit, it's the Nostalgic Front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh, wow. That was, that was adequate. Yeah, that was, like, pretty good. Yeah. Are we just going to use it for every episode? I, th- I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to The Nostalgic Front. I'm Patrick Hasty. And I am Brandon Ream. How is it going, Brandon Ream? Oh, it's going fantastic. Fantastic. Because I am thankful. You're thankful? Yeah, yeah. Thankful. Look how full I am of thanks. I'm glad you're not thankless. Uh Uh-uh. No, no. I'm very thankful for all of our listeners. I'm thankful for all of our listeners, too. Now, listeners, NFers, you sons of bitches, uh, you guys, uh, we we talk about the show. Call our listeners sons of bitches. They know it's with love. They know that it's endearing, you know? Uh, we asked, you know, we do it on all the episodes. We say, uh, hey, we'd love it if you guys would go uh, rate and review us on iTunes. And you, you fuckers did it. Uh, and I wanted to just give a quick shout out to our friends, uh, Hayden Crystal, fantastic stand-up comedian. Uh, Mr. Jokes, former guest. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monty Ike, great uh, comedian. I think he's in L.A. or San Francisco now. Uh, but now this one, I don't know who this person is, but uh, their iTunes name is H-U-J-D-J-D-I-E-N-E-K-D-I. Looks a little bit like who you did naked, maybe, or naked eye. I don't know. But they get another five star review. Uh, friend of the show, a uh, real rascal, Danny Stratton, he got in there. Uh-huh. Uh, also, friend of the show, David Cetrick gave us one. Uh, his, I liked his quote, uh, this slaps, which is fun. I like being described like the children described. Like a bat bass. Yeah. I also want to say thanks to Quiet Sun. You think the kids say that about Flea? Yeah, that fucker slaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quiet Sun. Uh, our bomb swizzle stick, lone Wolfie McQuaid, Juden Huggins, and of course, Grammar Hole. So thank you to all of you. Those reviews really help us out. And the coolest thing it did is, is we're fucking sitting at 69 iTunes reviews. We're done. That's hilarious. Shut them down. That's so good. No, I mean, keep them coming. But that's really good that it naturally stopped at 69 right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fantastic. So thank you to all of you. Sincerely, thank you for uh, giving us those reviews. If you haven't, literally just open your phone. Do it. Give us yeah. five stars. And then also write a little thing. Say, hey, this show slaps. You know? And we only need, uh, what is it, uh, 4,931 more reviews and me and... Andy Sanford. That's right. You guys are going to donate, what is it, $15 to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's all coming around, you know? Everything's coming up roses. Uh, How have you been, man? Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I'm in a a constant state of being fantastic. Now, I heard that you're a little bored. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You get it. You get it. Uh Uh-huh. B-O-R-A-D. Yep. Because today's episode, now this is one of those ones we've been talking about doing forever. Yeah. Since the, the get-go. Yeah, because we knew we didn't have to hardly do any research. Yeah, no work. It's a catch-all. We fucking know what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, still, I did a little. And I got the Wikipedia open, yeah. so I might as well jump right into that fucker. Uh, let's see. Uh, a board game is a tabletop game that involves counters or pieces moved or placed on pre-marked surface or board 
according to a set of rules. Some games are based on pure strategy, but many contain an element of chance, and some are purely chance, with no element or skill. Games usually have a goal that a player aims to achieve. Early board games represented a battle between two armies, and most modern board games are still based on defeating opponents in terms of counters, winning position, or accrual of points. There are many vari varieties of board games. Their representation of real-life situations can range from having an inherent theme, like checkers, to having a specific time and narrative, like Cluedo. Rules can range from the very simple, like tic-tac-toe, to describing a game universe with a great detail, like Dungeons & Dragons. Although most of the latter are role-playing games where the board is secondary to the game, serving to help visualize the game scenario helps. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel it. the same way. Me too. I got to be honest. I had a, a spit buildup happening in there. Uh -huh. And I, as soon as I, what was it, the word that I had to visualize? I thought I was going to spit all over this goddamn microphone. Uh, it was the board games. Now, a lot of us, I think, were uh, kids at the heyday. The heyday of, of board, board games. games. Now, or when, at least some of them. That, and that, so we had a very. Like what? What do you call the heyday? Well, I don't know. Uh, it's like when they were trying to compete with video games. If oh, you notice, yeah, yeah. A lot of the 90s games all had a, they were like just gimmick centric. Yeah, like. Uh, like Shark Attack. Shark Attack or, what was it, 1600 Dead Man Drive or something? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. But everything had batteries. Yeah, yeah. That came with it. Don't Wake Daddy. Uh-huh. Uh, what now? Did you have, did you guys own, did you guys have like a cabinet? Or a yeah. closet full. Oh, yeah. Everybody does, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think some people aren't board game families. Yeah, this is a little aside. And maybe, That's weird. Maybe for a different fun size episode. But did you guys play card games also? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like we were more of a card game We're not family. talking about card games today. We're not, but I just wanted we're, to say. Are we? We can. There'll be a little bit of crossover. I think we should. Okay. Uh, you're the one that said we're not. Uh, I feel I because we played board games, we had board games, but I think we were more of a card game family, like um, Uno and Skip it. No, I'm talking like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Jack, Queen, King, Ace. Okay, uh, like we played. What was the big family games? Uh, we were a rummy house. Rummy's fun. We played and some cribbage. We played pitch. Uh, my mom, my it's cribbage is both. My mom and my sister were big on on cribbage. Uh, I was big. We were big. We were a big pitch family. Spades, canasta. Uh, uh, later, we got really into, and still to this day, my favorite card game of all time is this game called Liverpool Rummy. I love it. Yeah. Um, but we yeah. played cards with the adults. Sure. But as the kids, kids, we played board games. Well, see, we never, I think maybe because of my age and our age range, my brother and sister and I, or my cousins and I, we never really did play board games. And like, except for when we were really little, and it was stuff like a Hungry Hungry Hippos, Trouble, Sorry. That's when we do that. But when I was older, board games were still, like in middle school, board games was still a family event. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was always fun because, like, there are certain board games that I'll talk about that were, like, huge. Was there one board game? Like, if I was to say the Reams or whatever, you know, what was your guys' board game of choice always or your favorite or the one that always worked out? Was it Probably just interchangeable? Probably going to have to go with uh the, Can I guess? Yeah. Monopoly? Yeah. Yeah. As a family, I can't think of very many other games where we would all play Monopoly. Yeah. I, I mean, there are a lot of the two-player games. Like what? Where you'd play with your siblings. What is that kind of like a game? Like your though? Connect 4s. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Guess okay. who? That's what I needed was an example. Don't Break the Ice. Yeah. Cooties. Ants and Pants. Yeah. Fucking Don't Spill the Beans. You know, where you don't need as many yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a two-person Monopoly game, that's not we. That's not fun. You're going to have to make up your own rules to try and make it play better. I'll be honest. We played Monopoly uh, often, fairly often, but uh, our family game was Risk. Now, are you familiar with Risk? Yeah. Yeah. So we would play that all the time. And that is still, to this day, like literally when I went home for Christmas, uh, w the entire time we're doing Christmas presents. It's Christmas Eve. We're doing Christmas presents. We're all in the living room. Everybody's hanging out. There's also a steady... People are walking into the kitchen to take their turns and to, you know, and it would always come down to like uh, my brother who it's kind of cheating because he was in the military and learned all that stuff. But like it would always come down to at the end who's going to consolidate. But at the beginning, there's six of us playing or five of us playing and it's a thing, you know, and you hold Australia for a while, but then you start getting wiped out or somebody tries to take Europe or whatever. Um, 
But that was the one for me. Like Risk is to this day like a huge part of my life and a huge uh, part of my childhood. See, I never played Risk growing up. I played uh, Big Boy Risk. Stratego? No, no. Uh, Axis and Allies. Oh, I would call going to Iraq Big Boy Risk. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Biggest Boy. Now, ask, see, that's the thing with as much as I love Risk and I had fun playing with it, I've never played Axis and Allies and I've never played Stratego, which are the other two Make, war type I think Stratego, games. Stratego, well, there's plenty of war type games. But I mean I of mean, that ilk. Uh, I, but I mean of that exact kind of, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of all of those games. I've enjoyed playing Risk, but every time I'm playing Risk, I'm like, man, I'd much rather be playing sure. Axis and Allies right now. And since now. I've never had Al- Axis and Allies, I don't know what I'm missing. Axis and Allies is pretty much uh, Risk with a bunch of varied pieces mm-hmm. and a rule book that is going to be used more than any piece, mm. where it's always people referencing being like, you always got to pull that rule book out because there's a lot of rules. Yeah. Uh, it, but uh, it's a lot of fun, and then now they make a. Uh, uh, it's uh, everybody takes. Uh, th- there's three allied powers and two Axis powers. From, you know, it's a World yeah. War Two game, so you're either Russia, Germany, the UK, or America or Japan, and then mm-hmm. you fight it out for domination. Yep, and I then, think it sounds fun. I just have never been around it enough. Um, well, in college when we did, I know I've told, I, maybe I've talked about this, but I, in college we did Bizarro Risk, which was the craziest thing I've ever done. You take two risk boards, put them together, connect them, you know, mm-hmm. and it took hours. And it was nuts because you would, could be. Was that a real thing or you guys just make it up? Uh, I, I mean, we played, okay, so we had two games of Risk going. So you got all the correct pieces for the side and all the correct pieces for the side. You got all your cards for each turn and stuff like that. When you took a turn, you were taking a turn for both things but i don't know if anybody else that ever did this but it was insane because you could be like crushing in this one and not doing well like crushing on the right board not doing well on the left board but then you just start moving your way in and then all of a sudden you're a superpower yeah uh and you could only connect through uh south america connected to australia and south and vice versa but there in the middle there was nothing so in regular risk owning australia is like a stronghold but you really can't do much with it and this that's your entrance so it's like you can really do a thing. Um, and we played it, I mean, a couple of days. It just sat on our table, and we'd take turns in playing well, it, and it was great. What were some of your favorite uh, games to cut your teeth to in the, in the land of board games? Uh, I loved, you mentioned a bunch of them. I loved, uh, uh, guess who? I loved Candyland. Guess who was the hardest thing to get mm-hmm. uh, for indoor recess? Oh, yeah. People you know, just snagged like, that. Yeah, like yeah. It's raining outside. Also, It'd be though, a dead sprint for the guess who. I feel like Connect Four was the same way. People oh, yeah. wanted to play Connect Four. Connect Four is fucking great. Yeah. Um, I like both of those games. Uh, I liked uh, uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos a lot and played that. And Trouble, although I don't know what, I can't remember the premise of Trouble, but I know that I played it all the Trouble time. Trouble is kind of like Sorry, where you're going around a circle yeah. and trying to get to a home base. And you can fuck but, over other people. But with the your best play, part right? about. Yeah, if you landed on the same spot. Yeah. But it's all about that pop and yeah, that bubble. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what's And that's what I remember. Trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. They had Double Trouble, I think, or Trouble 2. Mm-hmm. I can remember that didn't take I'm off. I'm sure it like was the, called Double Trouble. Yeah. That's perfect alliteration. Uh, yeah, what about you? Was there other little kid games that you liked like that? Like, um, I mean, those, those Milton Bradley Play School ones. I, would say I wouldn't even know any of the brands. I'm not like, oh, you know, I, I wouldn't know the, what's what. In the tall white box, like uh, oh. Ants in Your Pants. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Cooties and what uh, now? What was ants in your pants? It's there's a pair of uh, pantaloons mm-hmm. in the middle, and you're just flicking ants. Okay, into it because a lot of the early kid ones are basically you're trying to get all of these things into a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a score, like yeah. hungry, hungry hippo. Can I you, ask you count your pellets? Can I ask you this? Or, uh, yeah, is uh. Uh, Mr. Bucket considered a board game? Or would you? What do you think? It's in that realm. Yeah, yeah. It's about like these other kid ones. Also, I was watching commercials for Mr. Bucket today, and uh, without a doubt, kids have played Mr. Bucket by themselves. Yeah. And that just feels sad. Yeah. Just imagine some kid out there playing Mr. Bucket all by himself. Mr. Bucket, the balls come out of his mouth. Uh, Mr. Mr. Bucket. Bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, okay, so then I like this. I like this talk. Uh, Mr. Bucket, what about uh, 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 Bop It? No. No. I don't think that... That's a toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bop it's a toy. Ooh, it's I also just, a game, but it's not a board game. I just thought of such a realm of board games that I forgot all about. Uh, uh, categories. You play categories? 
Like, uh, no. Uh, or our, or uh, what was the other? Our closest things to that, uh, we had some uh, kid, Pictionary Kids. Pictionary, yeah. Or Pictionary for Kids. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I remember playing Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, oh yeah, that's great. Classic. And, and Taboo. That tri- I remember a lot of Taboo. Taboo. And that buzzer was really easy to By use Taboo, for Taboo, you, stuff. of course, are talking about porn where uh, like a brother fucks a mom, right? That's what you're talking about? No. Okay. I, They're not related anyway. I mean... Maybe not in your mind. Uh, they all have different last names. I, uh, what do you remember? Outburst. Yeah, Outburst was a fun game too, right? I don't remember. I don't remember the rules. It had a decoder. The only one of these Outburst yeah. had a deco- oh, yeah. the red decoder. The red decoders were so. I like that. I like that's my that's. I don't. I'm sure that because uh, video games are huge and people love like video cranium? games. Cranium. Cranium was one of my favorites. I'll tell you that. But I didn't get into Cranium until I was older. Uh, but I uh, I. Uh, the uh, I like a game the, where it's uh, I like a trivia, yeah, and I like it when you got to a- be active and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, what's this little? Th- do you remember the skip it? Is that what it's called? A little f- the thing, and you had to say a thing, and then it went, and you got to pass it to the right and stuff. No, that's a game. I think you're thinking of uh, taboo. Taboo, yeah, as the buzzer. Taboo had that. Yeah, all I remember the rules for that is you have to describe something, mm-hmm. and there's like seven. And words. It's like blue, and it had like a purple. Yeah, and there's yep. seven words you can't use. Yeah, fuck, and shit, piss, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and then if you use one of those words, you got buzz. Yeah, uh, the uh, I like those games. Uh, you play, I play. You like. Uh, now here's the bullshit games like Candyland. Yeah, I liked ca- no, no, it wasn't Candyland. I liked Shoots it, and Ladders. Uncle Quigley, same hmm. game. Uncle Quigley, you know what I'm talking about? It was like an no. old man rabbit. You know, Sorry is like 500 years old. Is that real? Yeah, it was weird. Invented in uh, or it's a, a variation of a game that was invented in uh, India. In, oh uh, wow, that's uh, cool. I like staying power. Day. You know, when you make a hit, you know it hits. I mm-hmm. uh, I was telling you I was saying that my family the uh, like the uh, uh, so that's what your family game nights would be it was a lot more of your like category Pictionary type yes, stuff because we would do game nights when we because all the time when I was a kid we had cousins over a lot you know like my parents and I don't think they this isn't I don't mean this as a sad statement I, I, they're happy with it my family we didn't have my parents didn't have friends they had cousins and uncles and stuff so we always had friends we always had family yeah. over and we that's when we do board nights. And categories was huge. Uh, Outburst was big. Taboo was big. But then the one that uh, I was saying, I said, if you talk to my family, we're a risk family. It kind of all depends on my who's leading the night, if it's my mom or my dad. If it's my dad, it's risk. We're going to do risk. If my mom's leading the night, it's going to be Trivial Pursuit. Right. And that's – Trivial Pursuit is, a, is huge to me. When we went to my grandma's house, yeah. she raised fucking seven kids. Yeah. You know. Piss, yeah. shit, cocksucker, motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> one of those is my mom, you asshole. Hello. <laughs> but uh, they had my grandma had a shitload of old board games. Because oh, yeah. She raised a shitload of yeah. kids. And it's funny, too, because they were all like old TV show board games and stuff that yeah. I've never heard of or have seen. Oh, again. yeah. So she had the Happy Days board game. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, we had a Jeopardy board game that had a thing like the Jeopardy board. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like what well, everything you know? had. the They had a uh, uh, family feud board. Yeah, game Yeah. Yeah. Where you'd put the thing behind there and you yep, pull, pull the shit and be like survey says. And then here's an here's another series of games that I'm sure, you know, uh, uh, what's it? Oh fuck! What, girl talk. Remember? Oh girl yeah, talk? my sister. Obviously yeah, with the pimple stickers and stuff. Uh-huh. And then also, uh, the Trump game. Oh, did you guys have that? I did not. Uh, we one had of my it. best friends growing up had the Trump game. Yeah, because it's like generic Monopoly. Yeah, and uh, I, that's all I knew uh, of Donald Trump Me for too. a good majority of my life. And c- wish it was there still was a that board game called Trump. Wish it was still that way. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, funny because we had that game. And then he was the guy pushing uh, cheese with pizza in the crust. Yeah, it's so or weird. pizza with cheese in the crust. Uh, but yeah, we had that. And then there's also that series of games like uh, Pretty... was No, not... Was Pretty Pretty Princess? Is that the one? What's the... There was a board game for a little... Like it was uh, geared towards the little girls that had uh, Tiara. Maybe Pretty Pretty Princess, I think it was called. Okay. And they would play that. And I would always end up playing that with my cousins and stuff. And it was a fun game. Uh, and then... Uh, if you, you said you didn't do categories. Scategories is a fun game. That's a fun game to like. I would play that today. It's um, and I think I own it too. It's um, you have a a, a lineup 
and then it's questions, and you roll a dice that's a 26-sided dice, and it's letters. So, like, you roll it, and you get a P, and then there's all these questions that are, like, a TV show, a movie, a yeah. bird, a song, blah, blah, blah. And you got to write down each one, and it has to start with a P. And then at the end of the round, and you only have a certain amount of time, and at the end of the round, you read yours off. And if somebody else, if you connect, you cross it off. And the winner is the one that has the most unique points. Very fun game. Uh, I really like that. And there's also some benefits of, like, if you do this right, you get to just pick the letter and shit like that. It's mm-hmm. really fun. Um, but, yeah, that, w- that was a really Another good one. Another big uh, family one I can remember us playing together was Clue. Clue, yeah. Because you I- get plenty of people. I, I just never really liked Clue. I never had fun playing it. Maybe because I, I associated with it like an old person game, you know? But I, I just never had a lot of fun playing it. Um, did you ever play... It was invented to uh, keep people entertained during the bombing raids of World War II. Damn. I heard it was invented 700 years ago. No. By uh, this piss shit fucking cocksucker. It's like in <laughs> the 40s. Uh, the, uh, do, what about... you ever played Masterpiece? No. Now, I love this game, too. This is a great one. And the idea was that you would um, buy... It's, like, set in this, like, you're a, you own galleries, and there's all these cards that are, like, paintings, famous paintings, like Whistler's Mother or whatever, the Mona Lisa, and there's all these fam- famous paintings, and then you sell them, and you buy them, and you bid on them, and you can buy from each other, but there's extra cards that go with them. Well, So, like, here's what happens. Uh, you're like, okay, I, I, you do the right thing. You get a painting. I got a painting and you also get a little card that tells you the value of that painting. So I get a, I get Whistler's mother and I get $500,000. Okay. Right. And then the whole thing, Whistler's mother's worth Mm $500,000, but sometimes you get a card that says forgery. So then you're, you trade throughout the game and stuff like that. And it's kind of like pokery where you're trying to unload your forgeries on other people by like selling them. And you can be like, uh, okay, I'll give you this painting for $200,000. It's one of the best things about a lot of the classic games, yeah. uh, especially the board variety, uh, to sell them to you as a kid. What's great is the role-playing that you get to do with it. Yeah. Like Monopoly and Life. Yeah, you get to see what it's like. Uh, you get to, you know, ima- you're mad. You're using your imagination. What's that buzz like, game? You know, and you're playing into this character that you're not, you know, that's how I would play Monopoly. Yeah. You know, where you're acting like some rich miser and you're just joking it up, playing with the family. And what's shit. that? What's the game? The surgery game? Operation. Operation. Yeah. You're being a doctor. You're learning about how uh, how your shaking diseases are growing. I as was undefeated older. at Operation growing yeah? up. You just turn it upside down, dump it out. Oh, no. My grandfather had Parkinson's. Jesus Christ. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, there was another game, too. Uh, what's that game? Uh, An Operation was... There's a lot of games out there yeah, yeah. that I played the fuck out of, but I want to have an idea how the rules were. Oh, Like, sure. Operation. There's money. Oh, I didn't and know And turns that. and stuff. Sounds weird. Who cares? I'm just trying to get the fucking thing out of yeah, the Yeah, I'm guy. trying not to get the buzz. Yeah. Uh, do you remember... Do you remember uh, another game? Uh, uh, that was stressful operation. Yes. Well, you know what else is stressful? Perfection. Perfection. That's the game I was just thinking of. I literally owe a lot of my anxiety to the game Perfection. Yeah. Because of that. Uh, fuck. And I think the commercial has SpongeBob in it, or the guy that does SpongeBob. Oh, Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, the uh, I liked I liked Perfection though. I also liked I uh, oldie but a goodie. I like I like Scrabble. I think Scrabble's fun. Yeah, it's uh, one of the biggest. Board games of all fucking time. Did you ever play? And funny thing about that, both uh, Parker Brothers and Milton Bradley turned it down. Ooh. Until they had to buy it later at a much, much like higher price. Like how Michael price. Jordan didn't get a play for his high school team Net- or whatever? It's Netflix and fucking Blockbuster. Blockbuster all and all Blockbuster, yeah. There's a, um, uh, this thing of, uh, you ever, you ever played- seen that uh, Sports Center commercial? No. Where it's like Stuart Scott and Shaq uh, playing Scrabble in a bus. <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden, it's like uh, Shaq plays his tokens, and he's like Shackalicious. Slack, or he says, "Yeah, Shackalicious." That's hard to say. Shackalicious. Yeah. And he starts putting all the stuff down, and then it cuts to the board, and it's like ninety, like all the words Everywhere are something Shacky. Shaq, you know, like Shacktastic. And then like, Stuart Scott's like, "Where are you getting all these cues?" <laughs> that's a good joke, uh, listeners. Uh, maybe I'll share it on our Twitter. Uh, friend of the show, fan of the show, real and ever, Gideon Hambright. I thought they loved all their good players. A couple years ago, him, I, and our friend Ryan Solomon from L.A., we made a really great little short using, I don't know if you ever seen it. Using, oh, yeah, that is good. Yeah, using 
Scrabble as the plot. I'll post that on the Twitter because that's fun. I just thought of that. Um, and then there was another game called Upwards. Did you ever play that? Uh-uh. It was fun. It was like the same idea as Scrabble, but the letters, it was like a grid and the letters all Okay, text. yeah. Yeah, so you could write like the word like um, down, yep. but if I had a T, I could make a town. things that went over Yep, it. yep, and you could stack them all up and stuff like that. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. What do you consider a boggle? Ooh. Is boggle a board game? Yeah, it's it's... I mean, so in that it's a case, table game. It is. Okay, so then scrap. Oh, what about Yahtzee? I think the board is the defining. What about Yahtzee? It's a table game. Table game. And yeah. so we're not. Okay, because Yahtzee is my all time favorite game of Which, all time. I, I mean, I guess we're talking about all that here. Fucking Gideon has a game called like Pigs or something. Three Pigs or Three Hogs. I think we played that. It is so fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I loved it. And I it's well, like these three little pig guys. They're little pig characters. You roll them, and then because they're made of plastic, they land certain well, ways, and you nowadays, get points. Nowadays, there's uh, a bit of a, in the last, like, decade or so, yeah. there's been a big board Resurgence, game. Resurgence, like, like crazy. Yeah, I mean, the market isn't nearly as big as it used to be, but it's been steadily growing. Yeah, it's the people who are like us. Well, they have, they, yeah, you can, I But mean, who never got out of go- board yeah. games and never grew out of it. Well, not only that, but most bars yeah, now have, games. have yep. like, a stack of games in the middle of it. There's also board game cafes yeah. in the city and stuff where you can just go there. And there's some certain games like, because uh, 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 I, I, I know this last year there's been a bunch of games like, uh, there's a MacGyver game now. Yeah. There's a Golden Girls well, game now. Well, they make a now. game for almost anything yeah. now. There's uh, the Oregon Trail. But like they, we yeah. did, the there's Oregon Trail games. Uh, there's a Save by the Bell game. There was a Nintendo game, like well, well, a Mario that, game. The, uh, uh, one of the big trends is uh, the difference between American style board games and European style, or more specifically, like German board games. When European, when I'm a PN style, I usually the doors open so I can be like, "What I get?" You know? Yeah, it's like uh, Settlers of Catan. Yeah, that's huge. I never played that game. That, is that, Hardly ever heard of isn't it. Isn't that a cardy thing, or is that is that board too? No, that's a board game. Oh, I always thought it was like a card thing. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I thought it was like magic. I I don't know shit about Settlers of Catan, but People it's like it. one of the biggest board games out there. From my understanding, is you have a bunch of random spheres and then you have to build a settlement hmm. and it's all about trading and like resource management you know and stuff uh, like that and it's been like it's won like all the awards and that's why a lot of the games are like those european short-term games like that yeah. train game yeah and stuff yeah uh, uh ticket to ride yeah, yeah yeah these are all uh i've uh i've done a lot of shows in in um uh, board, there's board game stores around the country. Yeah. And I've done a couple of shows in them this year. And it's weird when you walk in there, you that's what you see is like Ticket to Ride, Settlers of Catan. Uh, there's a one uh, Shoot yeah, the Cat or Kill the, the Cat or something. One of the bigger differences between uh, like those European games and our Americans is uh, the time that it takes. Oh, they t- yeah. Like it's a lot more popular for us to have like your four hour fucking yeah. marathon games. And then they have like the 40 minute, Yeah, you know little games uh, we love risk we love Monopoly. I love it. yeah yeah uh, access and allies day uh david piccolomini who was on our live episode oh, he's a game head he's a big time and he has game parties yep. we go out there and i, I play games a game called assassins that was really fun and uh, a couple others uh i wanted to do this real quick now i'm just gonna read this because we don't know what any of this stuff is but this is i googled what the top 10 board games of 2018 were and now this is according to smithsonianmagazine.com okay. so reliable source gravitas uh, there is um, Root, which is uh, these are the best games of last year according to this. The best, R- Root, not like so- top selling. Yeah, or most popular, most popular. So yeah, uh, Root, which is Risk meets Redwall, Space Base, which is similar to uh, Settlers of Catan, which apparently very similar to Settlers of Catan, Gizmos, which is like Splendor but with machines. I like when they're well, example. The we don't thing even know with all these games. It's all about. Finding a good game and then tweaking it yeah. to be another game. Yeah, uh, and w- and friends, uh, Kevin Froelings, he's made a game. Uh, like people do that now. That's the thing yeah. people are doing is writing games. They've and always done games. that. B- uh, Bob Gurnett made a game. He made a drinking card game that's like for sale now. I wish I had the name of it off the top of my head. We'd plug it. We'll plug it on the show one of these days. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Shadows in the Forest is a game. Uh, all these games we've never even heard of these, and these oh, sold millions last year. Charty McDennis. This was a big one. Oh, Charty Mc. Yeah. This was a big one. Bob Ross's uh, Happy Little Accent Games. I've heard a lot about that. It's like Pictionary meets Telestrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's supposed to be really good. Everdell, Decrypto, uh, Hardback, which is like a novel. I have a hard game. time believing that all of these games outsold Monopoly. Yeah, you're right. 
this might be just the best new board games. Uh, but yeah, so all of those, that's, I think that's rad that like, it's still such a market and there's, people are still playing games everywhere they Plus, go and stuff. game and, night is a good idea to yeah. just bring people together. Totally. You know, it's and just, I, you just need that one solidifying thing yeah. for a group activity. The thing that ruined, the thing that I think fucked me over from keeping up with games was when of the age I am, when I got to the point where I was, where board game nights were a thing that would happen, we had all gotten into poker. So then all of a sudden it was always oh, yeah. poker, which filled that void in poker. There's a little money. It makes them scratch, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you drink. You can't really drink, get drunk if you're, I mean, you can, but it's different if you get drunk, you know. And I don't drink game. on poker. No. But um, You're crazy. But people do, though. Yeah, I mean, I know. They take their money. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was the thing where, um, and yeah. so I kind of, that's Chris, why I fell Chris, off board games. Chris Moneymaker in the World Series of Poker, baby. Yeah. They were selling. That lizard looking motherfucker. They were selling poker chip sets at fucking get and goes. Yeah. In the early aughts. I, yeah. And so that's kind of what got me off board games. But like right now, if somebody wanted to do play Risk once a week, I'd do it. Every time I've gotten together and played board games with friends, I've had a good time. Yeah. Uh, boards with friends. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that ad. Uh, okay, so that, uh, let's what, say we reach out to our NFers. You know, you fuckers. You're, oh, you're yeah. great. You're fantastic. We when, checked in. When you're not busy giving us positive iTunes reviews and joining our Patreon, we asked y'all. Uh, uh, go ahead uh, if you have it. I don't. I know said, "Hey, it. Patrick and I are talking about board games on the podcast today. <laughs> Let us know what some of your favorites growing up were. Did you have any weird ones? What games do you still like now?" Uh, cool. We had, well, what was the first one we got? We had, we had a lot of action here. Uh, we had a real NFR, one of our Patreon supporters here, Edward Souter. Souter coming in. He said, "I spent whole days with friends playing Risk." Or access and allies, and that's funny. That's that, that, it sounds like he's in our right in there. our board. Yeah, I responded to him too because uh, when we went up to uh, uh, Lebedo's bachelor party, oh yeah, uh, yeah, they brought along uh, Risk twenty ninety nine. So did you guys play that together at that time? Yeah, look at that in mm-hmm. and real world. That's and I, great. And it was funny because I was saying this. Uh, I could tell there were. Some long-standing yeah. risk rivalries. I love it. And battles. Between we still have these that guys. at home. Like you open our risk board at my parents' house, and there's oh, yeah. decades of like papers where like, nope, this was the time I was winning. Daniel only had like five people uh-huh. left. What was your? Do you have a set when you play a board game? Do you have like a set color you always play as? I like green. Green. I'm always blue. Look at us right now on the podcast. Uh, for the, if you if you're not looking, uh, if you since you don't know mm-hmm. the. Uh, the microphone screens on the podcast, Reem has green and I have blue. You know what's funny? Uh-huh. Is uh, when you watch a commercial for a board game. Yeah. The kids would always be wearing the colors of their uh, character, cor- their thing. Yeah, you're so right. So it would be like one kid playing Sorry in the commercial and he's got a green shirt and overalls. And he's like, Sorry. And he's the green character. Yeah. What was your, uh, also, before we get back to the Monopoly universe, character? Yeah. Uh, I would, if I could, I'd be the dog driving the car. You put the dog in the car? Yep. One. Uh, otherwise, I'd be the dog or the car. I would always and be the car. if I had to settle, it'd be the cannon or the horse guy. I would always be the car, but then this is what I did. is Somebody at some point gave us the Star Wars one, uh, which was fun, but you still want to play regular, you know? Yeah. So, But I would get out of the Star Wars one. I would R2? get No, I would get uh, 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 Darth Vader? Vader, and then I'd play as Vader in the that one. Yeah, and uh, when they're like, go to jail, you're like, I'm a... Dark Lord yeah. of the Sith. I'd also, we mm-hmm. also would play regular Risk using the Star Wars Risk pieces. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Ray, Star Wars Risk was fucking ridiculous because you don't have, like, I know geography of the yeah. of, of Earth, but having the the whole world geography is, like, insane. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, uh, we had uh, NFLopoly. Oh, that's fun. At a friend's house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Kevin O'Brien, friend of the show, fan of the show, he's been on the show. He said that before he moved uh, to New York, he had almost 50 bizarre board games uh, like Social Security. That Ooh. is crazy. I've never heard of that game. Uh, my cousin uh, is really good about uh, bringing a board game I never heard of, like Ticket yeah. to Ride. Yep, yep. And we, I'm about certain we did play Settlers of Kitan, and I don't, just don't fucking remember it, but Christmas, yeah. my cousin would always bring the yeah. your weird European board That's games. That's a big thing, too, in my family. That that became a thing later on. B- card games are still A number one, but at holidays, that was a big time you would play board games. Yeah, plus and people my, typically get them for a gift, yeah. too, and then you bring them along and everybody my plays. Sister, my sister bought a really great game um, for me for this year for Christmas uh, called Smartish, oh. which is a little board game. It's a quick game, uh, but it's uh, trivia-based, 
And it's so fun. Uh, we played it. I played it with the Hambrights one weekend, and it was just oh, it's a good game. Nice. It's probably came out two years ago. Uh, Brandon Gale. He said, ah, uh, BG, baby. He said, Trouble, Guess Who, and Mousetrap were a big hit at family get togethers when I was younger. It's a trip watching my grandmother play Cards Against Humanity now. Oh, that's funny. Cards oh. Against Humanity took over. Yeah, yeah. And I actually like I like it. Apples to Apples Me better. Me too. I like it better too because Cards Against Humanity is regular people's open mics. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not only that, I see enough edgy like, comedy. Not only that, but like the cards edginess is what's making yeah. it as opposed to. Apples and Apples, your you're, cre- you're making it funny. Yeah, yeah. Apples to Apples is way better than. Yeah, car- yeah, yeah, yeah. However, we. It's now a Christmas tradition, yeah, that we play uh, cards uh, against humanity. You know, at the end of the night, so it's kind of funny. My niece and nephew are the ones that want to play the most. And yeah, they're uh, like you know sixteen and fourteen, but they've been playing for about two years now. Yeah, and like they brought it up. Yeah, you know, and it's like the, all, my I, dad gets like uneasy as our yeah. niece and nephew are playing the game. I will say this though, cards against humanity. Uh, first off, sometimes they sponsor podcasts. We'd love to have you. Second, oh, yeah. uh, uh, the thing they also do is uh, they're really good uh, socially and politically, yeah. and they do a lot of donating stuff to people, and they do a lot of like. Uh, oh, I have fun playing you know, cards against you. I'm, so, Don't I'm get saying, me wrong. I'm saying the company itself; they do a lot of really good positive things. So it's like. The edge lordiness we don't like about it, that has nothing to do with them. That's the fucking idiot. You're, that's your dumb cousin who doesn't know that, you know, you shouldn't say twat, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tyler Jackson, friend of the show. Uh, oh, by the way, I want to say he mentioned Mousetrap. Now, you didn't have Mousetrap. No. But I did. Yeah. And I remember we only put it together one time, Christmas morning. I ne- never got it, to play with it. And then we never put it, we never did it yeah, ever again. That was yeah. like operation for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like you played the game, but you never played the game. No, there was no reason. You just put together the trap. But at least operation, we did it a lot. In Oh, no, we didn't play Mousetrap, but we did it, put it all together, did the whole, you know, uh, whatever it's called, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg machine. That's not it. Yeah. But uh, we did it all a couple times. And then took all the parts apart, put it back in the box, and then just never even put it back together again. Rube Goldberg. That's it. That's Rube, Rube yeah, yeah. Goldberg. Before um, he was in the WCW. Uh, Tyler Jackson, a friend of the show, star of Late Late Breakfast, one of the best stand-up comedy, uh, silly, goofy-ass shows in the country, said uh, that he loved 13 Dead in Drive. That's the show. That's the game I was trying to reference yeah. earlier. Um, it was it, like small-scale mousetrap. Yeah. It was the game Meets where home alone. 13 people would gather for a, for a will reading and your goal is to inherit the money by killing everyone else off using elaborate 3D Home Alone. Kind of a traps. dark game. Yeah, kinda. S- sweet commercial though. It's yeah. all Muppets. Wasn't there a Don't Wake Daddy element of that too, where like the like a vampire would jump up or something? Or Maybe. am I crazy? Crazy. I never played it. I'm only in with the commercials because, uh, especially of our ilk. Yeah. Kids of our age, like most of these games are memorable for the commercials. Oh yeah. Don't. Wake up, daddy. Yeah, I never played that. No, but I know I never played thing. Eat It, Ralph's. Nick, uh, Nick, uh, real in effort. He had uh, all these games, though. He had the, the Doink Daddy, the Slimy Worms one, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Whalen. Steve Whalen. Mr. Mr. Jokes. jokes. Uh, he said, key to the kingdom. Nothing can defeat the voodoo specter. Go to the dungeon. And I never played Ooh, Key to the Kingdom. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. But one. it's got dungeons in it, so I'm on board for sure. Um, did you ever look, side, did you ever do Dungeons and Dragons? No, I would though. People want to. I want, played yeah. different stuff that's Dungeons and Dragons. I think I played like a dumbed down board game of it too. Yeah. And then like, uh, hey, I had all the. Pieces. I know a lot of Nintendo games use the uh, rolling system, like the Dungeons and Dragons rolling systems used for a lot of RPGs. Yeah. Uh, Will Watkins, friend of the show, he's been on the show. He said that he never had it, but the commercial made him want it so bad, and he's talking You'll about... You'll get caught up in the... Crossfire! 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 Yeah! Yeah! Uh, yeah! Yeah! My cousin Dustin had it, uh, so I played it a fair amount. Uh, there's One a... of the best advertised oh, yeah. things in history. Yeah. Because every... Like uh, it made it look so different than what it really oh, was. Oh, it sucked. But it, it was, was a, fun. I don't think it sucked. I think it was a fun game. It's a but marbles. it wasn't as good compared to the commercial. Locked up in the gun all the time, man. I'm used to that, brother. Yeah, my brother got it, and I was like, "This is it." I uh, there's and a, then I beat him, and he didn't get warped off into a vortex. That gr- that's what a, I wonder about in that commercial. What happens? What happens to the kid that gets like just 
blown off into a vortex. Yeah, oh, his brain was mush. Yeah, they he spent the rest dead? of his life. Yeah, he had to live in a hospital. Yeah. I, I, there's a great um, one. You know, I've talked about my favorite band, Frontier Ruggas. They do a great cover of the theme song to that, and I'll drop that at the end. That'll be the outro today. On okay. Uh, Louis Bissett said Mousetrap. We talked about it. Uh, Holly Shank said Parcheesi, Mall Madness, Mousetrap, Scategories also had a Wheel of Fortune game, too. Now, Parcheesi is a game I've heard of, but I've never played it. Me neither. I only know Funny it. name, though. It is a good name. Mall uh, Madness. Mall Madness. I wonder if she had the electronic Mall Madness. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I played that game once. Uh, uh, Timmy Williams from The Whitest Kids You Know, uh, he said, uh, friend of the show, fan, real enough. He said dynamite and has a photo of this game that was a part of game. Never played that one. No, but it looks cool. It looks like you're on like a, almost like on a uh, a site of some sort, and there's a bomb oh, in the middle the that blows it everyone apart. Huh? Uh, well, Jenga, it's cool, right? Yeah, Jenga's but great. This is like the first version. This is like Jenga, and I played it a while ago. Did you ever play Kerplunk? Yeah, Kerplunk was good. Yeah, yeah. Where, where you move just, the stick? Isn't that the one where you yeah, move the sticks? It's a basin of marbles. Yeah, and you move the sticks. That, and try and keep the marbles in there. That was a good one, yeah. Whoever, that was a real fun one. And then they had the Topsy one, too. Topsy-turvy? Yeah. I don't remember that, but I know like the name. it's like a balancing thing, and you have to keep putting stuff on top of a thing to yeah. keep it from falling. Uh, Dario Joseph said, It from the Pit, which I, I had, don't remember, but that's a good I box. had It from the Pit. It was a motorized game. Yeah, yeah, it was a motorized game, and it was basically a hand that would just keep coming out onto the board, uh, the game board. And sucking you in. It's yeah. kind of like Fireball Island or, I do remember or that. the Terrible Bridge. Because you could be doing really well and then the yep. hand would come out and you'd be fucked. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. Pretty good commercial, too. Uh, Timmy's coming back with some more. He's got Battle Masters and Hero Quest. Which Hero are... Quest I fucking loved. Is that an old game? Yeah. It looks like it's one of those like new... It's from like the 90s. Really? It looks like one of those new games that like, and you know... And it had some of the best like game pieces ever i think I it had like original it was like uh dungeons and dragons but dumbed down we played yep okay so i where you could be a wizard played. or a barbarian or i have definitely played it's Hero one of those Quest. games that i forgot about and then remembered and then immediately overrun with nostalgia a while ago but my brother had it and you could like build your own little dungeons and shit yeah it was like like i said Dumb down Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Dario's back. Uh, Dario and uh, Timmy, great work on this one. Uh, Dario said Forbidden Bridge, yeah. which I don't remember, but it looks just like Tales of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, I couldn't get over it. Uh, and I uh, played that game once. Couldn't get over it. Ti- I got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Forbidden Bridge was like, uh, like I said, it was like uh, It from the Pit, where it would just like shake. It was probably one of the better, more playable. Uh, what? Uh, I, I just read ahead to Casey James Alengos. Uh, oh, what'd he say? He said, I used to have one called Life Stories. I don't think there was any way to win, but you pull a card like, tell a nice story about your grandpa, and you all grow closer as friends. Aww. <laughs> I do wonderful. like that. I do like that. Ooh, Allie Galloway. Oh, real in effort. Checking in. Uh, she said, I love sorry, and I oh. still say, sorry, yeah. the same sassy way I would it. Uh, say it as a kid whenever I want. Yeah. That's the only way you can win. Sorry. For sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paige Bowman, friend of the show, fan of the show. Now, she said Yahtzee, baby. Now, th- now, then, forever. Also, there was a board game uh, version of the Labyrinth that was her everything. Yeah. Now, if we count Yahtzee as a board game, it's my favorite game of all time. I had a, uh, do you have handheld Yahtzee? Yeah. That was like one of the best stocking stuffers of the 90s. Yeah, I, I got yelled at on a flight to England. Because they wouldn't let me turn off my... They wanted me to turn off my Yahtzee. And I'm like, it doesn't turn off. It's handheld. It's battery operated. It doesn't turn off. But I was like on my biggest game ever. It was like thousands and thousands of points. And she's like, you have to turn... The, the, like, literally, the flight attendant was like, you have to turn it off. You can't have electronics on. And I was like, it's not an electronic. This was like 2007. What but the... F- given me... And I literally, I sat it in the thing. And then like ha- kept picking it up and stuff like that. And it's, it was my high score. And it was my high score for years. My mom and I would trade back a uh, uh, one certain yeah. handheld one because we would top each other getting the high scores and then she'd give it back to me and stuff. Handheld Yahtzee was great. Man. I still love it. And you can download also, a bunch I, of apps you can get that I are similar. I feel so powerful when I get to roll that many dice. Yeah, well, real Yahtzee's just as fun. The only thing that sucks about real Yahtzee is you got to do that goddamn math in your head, you know? Mm-hmm. It's good to have a wife around who knows how to count, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I still, yeah. so like, I'm not going to count Yahtzee as a board game because if so, I'm going to have to restructure my board. Yeah. But yeah, it would be my number one. It's a one. table game. 
Uh, by the way, I'm so sorry, listeners. I burped into the mic right now, and I did it in the last in Monday's episode with Selena too. It's just also, an accident. Allie Galloway said her favorite as a kid was Hi Ho Cherry. Oh yeah, we that's had a that. classic. Yeah, that's good. Got to collect them cherries, yo. Uh, Jim Tisdale's came in with a Atmosphere, the DVD board game. No, I I don't know anything about never it. Never heard of it, but DVD board games were fun. Uh, and it's one of the first ones. Yeah, that was doing it, and it's like uh, like this weird character guy that. Uh, it looks like a, almost like an Emperor, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was watching some of it on uh, the YouTube before you got over here. And, yeah. Uh, pretty crazy stuff. Like uh, all of those, like uh, it's like those video games with the acting in it. It's like yeah. that level of acting. Sure, sure. Which is like, like cheesy and fun. At the well, same time, well, there was a bunch of like seen it. We never talked about that, but that was one of those ones that was like a DVD enhanced. Well, trivia. we did talk about Bop It. Yeah, as a kid, uh, one of our family games we had was uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, the home oh, game. Oh, what did you do in that? I you forget. Of cracking your uncle in the nuts. No, <laughs> you would watch a VHS that came with it. Oh, cool. That had stuff, and then you had to like react to it. But oh, that's we only played it like twice, and then as a kid, I just rewatched the VHS like thirty times. Yeah, fuck that. That's yours. Bob, uh, Bob Saget laying down all those great quips. Let's do these last four. Bang, bang, bang. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh Haley Christine said Clue, Family Feud, Wheel of Fortune, uh, all the originals from the mid to late sixties. Nice. Uh, David Piccolomini says uh, Cosmic Encounter was a game I found in high school that got me super into indie board games. And it's still one of my favorites today. And like we said, he is into it. That'd be fun. Maybe we can figure out a way to do so a, I, a fun size with him where we play right? board games. Or I something. think Forbidden Bridge is more of an indie board game. I mean, yeah. the guy on it, like, he looks like he's an explorer. He's uh, wearing it, a lot of khaki. Oh, I got you. I mean, that's very indie. Indie, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Jamie Jarvis says, Girl Talk, bitch. Uh, Girl Talk, for sure, is mm-hmm. a game that was huge when we were kids. And then Jen... Lutes like boots Boots. checks in. She says, Mancala was my go to. My family and friend refused to play Monopoly with me because I always won. Don't sleep on putting a hotel on Baltic Avenue. Yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. I'll put a hotel on anything, man. I'm going to (laughs) buy as much shit as I can. Yeah. Uh, God damn. What? Thank you guys so much. What a great list uh, from you all. Those are a lot of really rad games. I. now we got to pick our top six. Oh, yeah. That's what we're we're doing. Oh, oh yeah, we do. What happened? Your nose fall? Oh, I, I was coughing, so I turned it off. Real yeah, quick. I got you. You know, a little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Uh, now, okay, I want to do some caveats first. Uh, since we're specifically talking board games, I left a couple things off. I'm not talking about Yahtzee, even though I love it. I'm not talking about Domino's, the Mexican train yeah. version of Domino's. That is one of my favorite things of all time. I could play that for hours. But I, we're leaving that out because that's not considered a board game. We're also going to leave a lot of card games out, like um, uh, uh, Milborn. You ever played that? Milborny? It's a great game. Uh, it's uh, 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 Milton Bradley, but it, there's no board element. So I'm mm-hmm. leaving that out as well. Uh, but my number six, I'm going to say my favorite uh, 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 number six board game is called Rummy Royal. And it is a board game. Anything like Rummy Cube? No, but I loved Rummy Cube too. But I left that off because I figured that's too Domino's-y. Rummy mm-hmm. Royal had a board, a mat, and uh, you would. It was playing card. It was playing Rummy, poker, everything all together. There was poker chips. You put them on the mat. You play different level. You play different things. Very fun game. Uh, very cool. That's my number six. Uh, what about you, bud? Uh, I'd have to go with Mousetrap. Oh yeah, yeah. Never played it. I feel like yours is gonna. You never played it. It's you know just it's one of those six. things yeah. from my childhood. It'll be that, in you like, there with you forever. That'll haunt me forever. Like I should just go buy my own, my own mousetrap, do the freaking uh, Ruth Gator Ginsburg. Yeah, machine, yeah, and just just play it once for myself. But I mean, it, it was one of those games. Every time you go over to a kid's house. And then you'd see it and be like, oh, my God, let's play Mousetrap. And they were like, no. Yeah, yeah. The game sucks. I never got to find out it sucked. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. Um, I, my number five is going to be, uh, it's an oldie. Or maybe it's not an oldie. It's a newie, but a goodie. Uh, Cranium. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And I'm no shit. I think Cranium helped lead me doing stand-up comedy. Because it was around that time that game came out, or at least that game came into my life about 2007, 2008. And I started playing a lot with family and friends and stuff like that. And all that acting out and all that being funny and 
doing you know all that kind of stuff i think that kind of really was like oh, i think you could be a performer you know right um and i had so much fun with it i liked the clay ones i love the element where you close your eyes and you have to draw with your eyes closed i think that's very funny uh and i just thought it was a fun game so uh cranium yeah right on uh my number five is a tie uh hero quest which we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Weapons and Warriors. Now, see, I Which I think was like a follow-up to Hero Quest. I know I played Hero Quest based on that photo that was posted by the Unifers, but I don't know Weapons and Warriors at all. Weapons and Warriors was like a eight by six foot big plastic mat of a board oh, game. Oh, yeah. That's how Rummy that Royal was. Is what you would lay down. And then, like, you would set up castles yeah. with, like, rubber band spring loaded spots in them. So you would shoot cannons at uh these yeah. castles i remember if you hit the shit. right spot it would explode yeah and my brother had both of these games and got them in succession and we played the shit out of them and i had to google weapons and warriors yeah but it's they're just like these mythic games yeah it sounds fun that they probably don't play as well as they did but back then yeah oh shit they were great uh, number four it's gonna be quick but categories that one i talked about earlier with the letters where you get the rolling mm-hmm. dice and stuff just oh. a fun game, great way to waste an afternoon. My four, my number four is Guess Who. Guess Who, yeah. I love really Guess good. Who. Uh, I think the mechanics yeah. is just so satisfying to like, you know, be I, to go and be like, uh, you can ask somebody like, hey, it, are you a black person? Yeah. And then if they said yes, you get to knock down like 30 tiles. Yeah. Because- I think Emily, uh, Emily Winter and Julia Shiplett, friends of the show, I think they made a really fun sketch that like, addresses all that kind of stuff you know oh yeah uh so i'll see if i can find that and link to that um number three for me is gonna be the one i talked about masterpiece the 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 one with the paintings Uh it's just so i think it's so fun uh my parents have a copy of it i've never i've never owned a copy of it myself but uh it was such a fun game and it's and it's also the weird thing was it was the only game that my dad like loved uh even when i was a little kid my dad was kind of like uh like i'm just uh, gonna go out and work in the barn you know he still would be like, oh, let's play Masterpiece. And it was interesting, too, because it's, like, fine art. And I was like, oh, whoa. You know, it's when I first learned that people could have, like, uh, multitudes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What is your number three? Uh, I had to get it on the list somewhere. Monopoly. Monopoly, yeah. You know, who doesn't have good memories and bad memories of it, playing Monopoly? How fun is it to put your dad in the poorhouse? Yeah, right? You know? It was on my um, it was on my uh, top ten. Uh, or it was on my top six. It'd be in my top ten. Uh, what is your, can I ask you, and I think we've discussed this before on the show, what was your rule with, uh... Oh, some of the house rules? No, 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 what was your rule with, um, the thing in the middle? Uh, we'd put, uh, a five, a fresh $500 five, fresh bill. Fresh at the beginning. And then all of the taxes... Okay. ...would go in. If anybody had to pay a fine... Yeah, it would it go, would to go the into there. And if you land on free parking, parking you get it you all. Get it all. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a shitty way to play, but it's more fun. And no, I think that's the way like to do it. Forever. And it, that's what's great is because it can really change the game. Like that's you what's can great get about a lucky Monopoly roll. Yeah. Is all the different customizable rules to yeah. it. Yeah. Like uh, uh, what? You roll doubles three times, you go to jail. Yep. You know? I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was, I, we would do it too, where if, if you paid. Also, it lear- helped me learn math on my income tax. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. you 10%. Is typically it a always, lot less than your. I mean, it's ten percent or two hundred bucks, isn't it? If you land yeah, on the income something like that. tax thing, and you start with fifteen hundred bucks. I never so learned. You math. almost always want to pay the ten percent. Uh, I hated. You just slide the decimal over. I hated. Uh, I hate What's playing f- with somebody Monopoly mm-hmm. when you roll the dice and they do. They already know the board, and so you like. Yeah. You roll. 12, 12 and then and then they're like oh, oh you're on uh st charles place. yeah it's like let me fucking yeah fuck i like you idiot. i like going yeah yeah i love the idea of somebody when they're wrong in that and you just rub that shit in uh mm-hmm. goddamn okay what's your or my number two uh do we get your number three that was your number three yep. probably my number two i spoke about it till the cows came home risk ah wonderful game so fun I uh, love it. I'd play it anytime. If anybody, if anybody listening wants to get a Risk game going, let me I'd know. I'd play some Risk. I'd love to play some Risk. And, then we and I have it, too. I own mm-hmm. it. Uh, my number two. Number two. It's also a war game. And uh, it was Stratego. Stratego. See? Yeah. Like I, I love said, Stratego never growing never, up. I don't know shit about it. Oh, it's, it's fun. You basically have, like, uh, like apparently so many board games are about war. Yeah. But uh, you just have a bunch of different classes, and then you I'd hide l- them. And then people go and attack and then you flip it over. It's kind of like 
the card game War. Yeah. But on a board. I'd like to play. I think it'd be fun to play that. I because since I love Risk so much, I think it'd be fun to play Stratego. You'd like um, it. Number one for me, my favorite game of all time. It would be disingenuous if I didn't make it that Trivial Pursuit. Uh, I enjoy trivia. I always have. I like all aspects of trivia, uh, and Trivial Pursuit was just the one that like connected early. I love that they kept re-releasing it. And you There's, like pie? I love pie. You know that. Uh, every year, the you know Genius One, Genius Two, Genius Three, you just keep coming them out, and then years later, it was pop culture, '90s, all that kind of stuff. I thought it was so fun, uh, and I still to this day, uh, if anybody's ever down to play Trivial Pursuit, I will do it with you. Nice. Uh, my number one talked about it earlier. Access and Allies. Yep. Love the game. It's also one of the ones that I've never done. So yep. let's try it out. Yeah, yeah. Except for uh, it's one of those we def. It's uh, you need more people and you need a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a single round of that game can take an easy hour and a half. Oh, really? Oh boy, that'd be fun though. And setting it up takes forever. Yeah, but uh, it's a lot of fun and a lot of strategy. When I when I lived, remember that place I lived in Des Moines when I did the uh, yeah when I had the podcast studio yeah. there. Uh, that little office. That was our one of our plans when we moved in there because we had two bedrooms. We didn't need it back then. It was like three hundred dollars because Des Moines cheap as shit or something. But that was one of our plans was that we would play do board game nights. Yeah. And then you could put it in there so that you know, like if you were save playing it. Risk, you could save it to finish it another night. Or you just take a picture and put all the pieces back. That nowadays is the way to do it. Yeah. But we, like I said, I still there's something about writing it all down. Twenty six of these things on this. Yeah, because that was the same way with access. Oh wait, and I don't know if my fam- we had like month long games. That we would slowly, you know, every other Friday, yeah, hang out at my. Uh, oh fuck! I didn't even mention this. So uh, a thing in my family is that I'm known as a cheater, which I'm not a cheater. I'm just good at rolling you're, dice. You're. Uh, I don't cheat. I don't cheat. But I got a certain dice. I got really good at being able to roll a certain way to get the rolls that I wanted. This Yahtzee motherfucker and, over here. Yeah, and people would always call me that. People would always call me out for that my family so for christmas this year my sister gave me a board game that's monopoly the cheaters edition have you seen this uh-uh. and if you get caught cheating there's a handcuff and you get handcuffed to the jail and then there's more rules to get out than just getting off the jail and that's like literally if somebody's like oh no you, and you can call people out so it's like oh no you took too much money you weren't supposed to take that much money and you're like no it was an accident and they believe you but if you're like oh sorry then you're cheating and you got to find a handcuff on and you're handcuffed to the jail it's fucking. It's like an actual like little toy handcuff set. So that's fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but it, one of these nights we'll do a game night. It sounds exciting. Um. So that's it, buddy. Oh, we're not going to talk about that list of like forgotten nineties. Nah, fuck that. Games. We're good. Oh, okay. Because I wanted. To, uh, I was saving a lot of stuff. I wanted to talk about. Oh, get them out quick. Let's do a. We're just we're round. We're at a good time. I don't want this to go. They had a lot of good ones. Like uh, I was, we never talked about uh, the grape escape. Oh yeah. Where you uh they. They had a couple other ones with like bugs too, splatter, splatter. Where you would get the Play-Doh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, ca- the Play-Doh characters to play with, yeah, because they're gonna get fucked up, and it's kind of unnerving some of the stuff that can happen to the Grape Escape, yeah, characters. I found some YouTube videos of Grape Escape characters getting cut in half to black metal music. Oh, whoa, it's pretty disturbing. Yeah, that's disturbing. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of those games. I, I like. I feel like um, well, my friend Nick had a bunch of those. He had a bunch of random. He had the bug one. He had another one too that I was trying to pull earlier, but I don't know. But that's the only place I ever played Don't Wake Daddy. And oh, and since we'll never talk about card games, uh, Uno rules. Uno rules. Skipbo. There was a little bit. This might be an interesting thing for comedy nerds that listen to this. There was like a year where at the Creek in the Cave, constantly people were playing Skipbo and Uno at the bar. Remember oh, that? Right on. It was super weird. Yeah. Uh, they were when just I always playing it. I first got my Xbox 360 and played a lot of live, I played a lot of Uno because yeah. it was one of my first. It was a cheap game in it. Yeah. I, I, I think it would be fun to do a card one because card games are, I mean, literally, I love some card games, but that that's down the road, you yeah. know? That's when we're really begging for fun size yeah. episodes. Uh, I mean, we can do a whole episode on Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we I, do. We will do that. That's I want to do that soon because I do like that idea of playing a game with you guys and learning. But uh, this episode is all tapped out of mana. It is. Uh, where can uh, the uh, and I first find you on the internet? Buddy? Find me on the internet. Well, at Reamcore. R e a m k o r e. Yeah, type that into any of them uh, pages, and I'll probably be there. Yeah, that's right. And also, uh, hell, check out uh, House of Bricks comedy. That's right. Second Friday of every month. Fucking fantastic. It's such a great show. Uh, listeners, you can find me at Patrick Hasty. That's at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H-A-S-T-I-E, PatrickHasty.com, uh, for all upcoming shows and dates. 
Uh, this weekend, Saturday, so this comes out in three days, we got Jackknife Comedy 56 at the Creek in the Cave. Uh, we have a fantastic lineup on that with a bunch of people who have been on the show. Uh, Orly Matlow, friend of the show, Mike Mercadol, he's been on here. Uh, Lucy Steiner, Patrick Holbert, friend of the show, he's been on here. Case McGowan, Freya Khan, Napoleon Emil, and friend of the show, Sarah Hennessy. So they'll all be on it, so come to that. It's 8 o'clock uh, February 2nd at the Creek in the Cave. Um, keep listening to the show. Uh, keep giving us the positive five-star iTunes reviews. That's really cool to us. Um, if sincerely, that means a lot. Uh, if you got a dollar, throw it at our Patreon. If you got five, throw it at our Patreon. That means a lot, too. Um, we're really still trying to get to 100 by 100. Now, I don't know if that's possible. We're a little ways away, but it would be great if we could, if somebody, if, you know, you know, five of you jump in at the last minute and, and really do it. That'd be really cool. Um, tell your friends. Uh, be cool. Never die. And as always, if you're not an nf you're an MFR. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. In some time in the future, the ultimate marriage crossfire. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.